VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. U.S. jobs numbers coming out showing a cooling in the labor market and a rise in unemployment. Here with us now is Julie Su, acting U.S. Labor Secretary. Uh, Secretary, what do you think of the numbers? What's your first take? It's a good jobs report. It shows steady, stable growth. I know we've been saying that for a couple months now, but this last month's number was 150,000 jobs created. It brings the total since President Biden came into office to 14 million at the same time that we continue to see unemployment rate under 4% for 21 months straight. That's the longest in over 50 years. Madam Secretary, good morning. It's Guy. Um, many Americans are dealing with very high inflation and continuing to deal with that very high inflation. It's eating into their pocketbooks every week. It's eating into to the amount of money they take home. Do you think a softer labor market is a price worth paying for lower inflation? Yeah, thank you, Guy. I mean, I'll put this in context. Right? A year ago, over a year ago, President Biden said that if we started to transition from the red hot numbers for job growth that we were seeing at the time, it was like 500,000 a month, to something more like 150,000, it would be a sign that we were entering into steady, stable growth. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people said that would not be possible, that we would not bring unemployment below 4% for several years. And President Biden's economic policies have defied that expectation, but also to your point, that we would not be able to control inflation at the same time that we keep unemployment down under 4%. Mm-hmm. And so we're continuing to uh, invest in uh, and, and, and pursue economic policies that are doing both of those things, bringing down inflation so working people have a little bit more room um, and also uh, making sure that the employment rate remains as low as possible. So let's go to that because 3.9% for the unemployment rate, we are really close to 4 And many economists think that if you get to that four level, that's usually the trigger point, the tipping point for then a recession. What do you see? Well, these numbers are still inconsistent with a recession. Um, they're, they still, they're much more consistent with what the president has said, which is steady, stable, sustainable growth. You know, the 150,000 number from last month, if you take the overall, even with adjustments, the three-month average is still 204,000. So we're continuing to see um, job creation and, 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 and confidence and workers in the labor market and employers, uh, uh, you know, opening up businesses and uh, continuing to um, to create jobs. Madam Secretary, one area of weakness within the U.S. economy at the moment appears to be manufacturing, which in some ways is surprising. We saw it in the ISM data earlier on this week. We've seen it with the, uh, the employment data that we've seen today. Do you think that we're in a situation where we haven't yet fully seen the impact of, of the IRA and the stimulus that is likely to bring to the manufacturing sector kicking in yet? When do you think we're going to feel that effect? And are you surprised that manufacturing is doing what it's doing right now? 
I think that is absolutely right, that the investments that are being made, they're historic in nature, but they're not going to come all overnight, right? Some of it is, you know, we're still building the factories that are going to house the manufacturing. So that growth, we, we expect to continue as we reinvest in American jobs, uh, American-made goods. Mm-hmm. But the other thing to note about last month's numbers in manufacturing is it does reflect the historic United Auto Workers strike. And so um, that strike has been resolved. Obviously, the members still right. need to uh, uh, ratify the tentative. But the, we saw historic gains for working people in that um, in that agreement. Right. And um, and so th- that, you know, with the strike ending, I think those numbers will uh, uh, will see a, a, oh. an adjustment back in the next month. To that point, though, um, Sean Fain was talking to Bloomberg earlier and said that he's like ready to go after Tesla. Like there were really good concessions that were made to workers in the auto strike uh, agree in the auto strike agreement. And I'm wondering if you guys are anticipating more strikes. Workers have bargaining power. They got a good deal. So two things about that. One is that we certainly see, uh, we imagine that the future of this industry, the auto industry, even you know, in a period of massive transition, can be characterized by good middle-class union jobs. That is our hope, and that is what the outcome of the UAW's negotiations with the Big Three demonstrates. But the second thing is we are seeing, in light of the achievements of, of the UAW and the Big Three in their bargaining, that there are other companies that are already starting to increase wages. And so that is the, uh, the, the, the ripple effect of, uh, of what unions can do. It's creating benefits not just for their members, but for entire industries. Madam Secretary, one of the biggest changes we've seen in the labor market in the United States post-pandemic has been that many women have come back into the labor market. And this has been fantastic. And I think it is something that we all applaud. What we have now seen is some of that pandemic-era child support rolling off. And I'm wondering if we're already starting to see within these numbers the impact of that, that fewer women are in the labor force. What would you answer to that be? And do you, okay, so if it is an important question, what can the administration do to reverse potentially some of the the dire effect that comes from from that, that support rolling off? Yeah, so I've said that women have really helped to power this economic recovery. Women's employment ratio remains at historic records also. For seven months, it's been a record since something like 1948. And so yeah. women were devastated during the pandemic, right, and came back um, in, you know, in, in, in record numbers. And of course, the availability and affordability of high-quality childcare remains critical for women's labor force participation. Um, the president has called on Congress, and we do, to make sure that there is a uh, care infrastructure that matches the roads and bridges and other infrastructure of this country, and we want to continue to see that. Now, having said that, we did see that in the uh, October numbers that uh, overall healthcare jobs increased. It was the highest increase across any sectors, 58,000 jobs from hospitals to social assistance, which includes elder care, yeah. um, to right, like care jobs but overall. Madam Secretary, on the flip side, we saw black women unemployment jumping to 5.3%, the biggest one-month increase we've seen since May. And I'm wondering if that's a direct result of losing the child care. 
Right. So I, we, we have to maintain laser focus on equity and ensuring that every single uh, you know, family and community is included in the growth that we, uh, th that we have. The president talks about this all the time here at the Department of Labor. You know, I get to travel around the country and see training programs that we have that are focused specifically on communities that have been left out for far too long. And so we know that there continues to be work to do in that, in that space, uh, and we're going to continue to do it. All right. Thank you very much. We appreciate it, Madam Secretary Julie Su, acting U.S. Labor Secretary. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.